Welcome to Goldmine. Goldmine is a business podcast for women who want to unleash their inner gold and build a profitable business that gets them paid. I'm business coach Kylie Claiborne, and every week I'm going to be sharing simple strategies like how to monetize your audience without being on social media all the time and how to simplify your content and marketing so that you are connecting with your dream clients. I'll also be talking about mindset shifts so that you can stop hustling for a $50 sale and start building true wealth in your life and in your business. I am so happy that you're here. Let's go to the show. Hey friend, how are you? How has 2024 started for you? I hope it has started strong. I don't know about you, but I feel really excited to grow in 2024. A one-on-one client and I were talking the other day and we were just, she was sharing her feelings and how she's really excited for this year. And I was like, me too. I totally feel that way. And it feels like, feels different to me this year. It feels less like the gun has gone off and we're all racing. It For me, it feels like I'm very excited, but it's in a very like anchored, intentional sort of way. It feels very different from the past like New Year's experiences that I've had. And I don't know if that's just because I <laughs> decided that my my word was intentional and it, my words this year are intentional and innovative. I don't know. But anyway, it's it set the tone for this year for me in kind of a different way than it ever has. And it, it felt that way to her too. She was like, oh, I definitely don't feel this like, oh my gosh, we got to go, go, go feel. It just feels like I'm excited, but I'm not, I'm not in a rush. I'm not in a hurry. So anyway, I hope this year has started off strong for you, whether you've picked your word of the year or your words for the year. I always struggle to do that. Like in full disclosure, I always love everyone's words. And then I get confused about what word I want to have. <laughs> oh my gosh, it makes me laugh to think about it. So this year, I think feels like the first year I've really been able to be like, no, these are my words. This is really what I'm claiming. This is really what I want to step into. So, but honestly, whether you've claimed your words yet or not, it really doesn't matter. We all kind of know that, but it is kind of fun. And I think too, there's a little bit of pressure that we all kind of feel to like have our goals already set out and have our plan in place. And listen, if you don't have that right now, if you're listening to me and you don't have that, I do not want you to beat yourself up about that. It is okay to not have everything completely planned out. I think having a plan and being clear is important, is an important part of getting you where you want to go. But you don't have to know every single step of how you're going to get there right now, of how you're going to get to your end of the year goal. In fact, one of the things that I invited my clients into for all my one-on-one clients, I put them into a group boxer channel where I will just hop on. I call it the icons channel. I will just hop on every Tuesday and I just you know, either give them something to think about. I will just go off on a money riff. Like it's just ways for me to stay connected with them and kind of help keep them in moving aligned toward what it is that they want in their businesses, right? And so the other day I was talking about how for me this year, I decided that I'm not going to set a year goal. What feels better to me is to kind of take things in six-month chunks. And so for me, also because, you know, I'm literally moving, (laughs) 
my whole entire life to another continent this summer. So what felt the best was to just think about a six-month goal. So for me, I'm just thinking about like January to June. And I wanted to also invite you into that, right? Like, so if, if thinking about the whole year feels really overwhelming to you, don't do that. Choose a six-month goal. Choose a quarterly goal. One of my clients, that felt really good to her is to think about three months, right? Just to think about the quarterly things that she wants to align with and manifest in her business. And so just choose for you. It doesn't have to be the the whole year and you've got it all mapped out. In fact, one of the things that I've shared many times before on the on the podcast, and I'll, I just want to remind you of it here again, is that one of the things that really helped me get to six figures in my business and is still helping me scale to multiple six figures is just being like okay with not knowing exactly how I'm going to get somewhere and just seeing like those next five steps and realizing that like that's all I really need to see. I may not have the full picture in mind and then may, maybe I do and that's okay, but like it, it's not a problem. It's not a problem that you can't see everything you need to do or how you're going to get to your goal, whether that's a six-month goal or a year goal. You don't need to know the how. In fact, that's asking your brain a question that it won't know the answer to right now. And so I just want to give you full permission to be in this weird place where you're like, I, I've got no idea how I'm going to get there. <laughs> I have no idea. That's okay. You're not going to know the how. Once you get there, then we'll be able to look back and be like, oh, this is how I did that. This is how I got there, right? But right now, we just don't really know. And it's okay that you set the goal and you feel a little bit like, this feels very out of body. This feels like, yeah, girl, okay, you go ahead and set that goal, <laughs> right? If it feels that way, it's okay. It's all right, okay? That's the thing. That's the cool thing about setting goals, which this is, you're talking to somebody that used to really, I never set goals. I was always terrified of goals. And now I've become someone that sets goals and hits them. I don't hit them every time, but fairly often I will hit my goals. And it's just like, because I look at them so, so differently than I ever, so much differently than I ever have. And I really want to offer this perspective for you to to you if you've set goals this year. I think of them as just a tool, right? Just a tool. And when I set a goal of say, I want to hit 300K this year, for example, it's like, I just get to practice being that 300K version of myself. And what would it look like for me to create $300,000 worth of value in a year? Like, who is that version of me? And really dropping myself into that kind of growth, not because of the money, but because who I become in that process, right? And not that the money isn't important, not that that value exchange isn't important, because it totally is. But for me, what I know about myself is like, yes, the money is fun. I, I want to make a lot of money. I want to help you make a lot of money. But at the end of the day, that's not the thing that drives me. It's just not. And I know that about myself. What really drives me and what I've really found like next level commitment and heart forward energy around truly is like genuinely serving people, genuinely serving women, really knowing that my work and my coaching 
is is helping people move forward and is really changing their lives and being like immensely proud of my work, like immensely proud of what I'm doing. That is honestly the thing that drives me the most. I titled this podcast like Trends in, in Business for 2024, Ins and Outs for Business of 2024. And I really don't see... I mean, just to kind of like, it's a perfect launching point into this whole discussion, but I don't see that slowing down anytime soon for the online space. So I have been listening a lot. I have had my my ear to the ground, if you will. I have been watching a lot. I have been listening to people that have been in the online business game a lot longer than I have, but then I've just also been observing things in our space. And so I wanted to hop on and share some stuff that some ins and outs, some things that you might want to think of and think about and lean into as the online business space is changing. Now, this is going to apply to you whether you're a coach or not, but some of you that are coaches and that are listening, you're really probably going to hear your industry in this discussion. But honestly, it's not just for coaches what I'm sharing with you today. But as we move into some of the more like chat GTP, AI, all of those kinds of, you know, robots basically, right? Helping us create content, helping us put words together, helping us write emails and those kinds of things. There will be also there is this like pull toward really wanting human connection, really wanting authenticity, really wanting just that level of like humanness which we are hardwired for as human beings. Like, I just don't see that ever going away. So along with all of the digital help that we're getting, I think also what is going to be in for 2024 is this need to really lean into connection and humanness and authenticity. And so for me... And what you might want to think about and what I've seen is like this resurgence of one-on-one offers, coaches that were never doing or that had like drifted away from one-on-one and were really focused on group or really focused on masterminds. I've seen them start to move back toward taking one-on-one clients, which is so interesting to me because I have never gotten away from one-on-one. I had like, I love one-on-one coaching so much. And I will always have it as part of my business. Now, I've launched the mastermind and will will continue to do a mastermind. But I think I will always have one-on-one clients because I just genuinely, genuinely love working with someone in their business one-on-one and really creating that level of connection and being in it with them is like, I, I enjoy that. I know not everyone does. But that is just something that I genuinely enjoy. And I so you just might want to think about that for your business, right? is that if you've got a one-on-one offer, good news, people are really craving that. They are craving that one-on-one connection. They are craving a lot more humanness, a lot more authenticity, a lot more realness, which is also, I think, going to trickle into content, right? Like right now, we can kind of tell when um, someone has like run their copy through chat GTP. It's just, it's, it, you know, we're like, oh, that just kind of doesn't sound like them, right? And not that I'm I'm not this is not anti chat GTP podcast episode by the way. <laughs> I think you can totally use it and I think it can be really helpful. In fact, I've used it for a couple of different things in my business. 
For me, it's just more of an idea generator. I never end up using fully what it gives me because it just doesn't sound like me and I always want it to sound like me. So this isn't a like anti that at all, but I think that there is just still such a pull for you to really build your skill set in messaging and content. Just because chat GTP is there to help and may give you ideas for different words to use or a different way to say something or it like broadens and opens your mind, what I really want to encourage you to do is build your brand voice. I think now more than ever, truthfully, that is going to be important in the online space. It is going to be the thing that helps you stand out the most. And this is something I'm really focusing on in my own business because I can see just from watching and like looking and I'm pretty good. Like I have this, I don't know, I'm going to call it a knack. Uh, people have told me that this is like something I'm I'm pretty good at is like, I have this ability to kind of see things that are starting to happen and like predict a little bit. For a long time, this was me in, when I was in style and hair. Like I could just kind of start to see when things were going to pop off. And I was a pretty early adapter to some of those things. I'm a slow, a slower adapter to technology, <laughs> just so you know. But like style, beauty, those things like when I worked in that industry, it was I was really good at like seeing kind of when something was about to pop off. And so anyway, I think with with all of that coming into the picture, all of the technology help that we're going to get, there's just going to be this need for you to really I'm not saying don't use it, but like make sure you're still developing your brand voice and your messaging because at the end of the day, I want you to think about like if you knew somebody that you followed and really enjoyed their content, if you suddenly found out one day that it was like really wasn't them and it was all this like chat GTP stuff that they were creating, like how would you feel? I just think about that like and and I'm like, oh my gosh, yeah, that totally changes my relationship with that person. I just want you to think like as the receiver how would you feel if you knew that that content really didn't come from that creator, right? Really didn't come from that person. And so for me, it's like, sure, I might use it here and there, but truly I am not taking my foot off the gas as far as really developing my skill sets around messaging and marketing. In fact, I'm going to get better and better and better. I have certain areas of my business that I really want to dial up and I want to do even better. My email list is one of them that I'm really focused on this year or for this, this next six months, rather. Just thinking about really developing your brand voice. And part of that is knowing how you stand out, right? Is knowing what your special sauce is. And you might have heard this before, but again, I really feel like this is something that is kind of going to be non-negotiable as the market gets flooded more and more with more voices, with more businesses, is this like your brand voice and knowing what makes you different is going to be a game changer for you because it's going to help attract people and it's going to repel people. And when I say what makes you different, what I don't mean, because I, I know for me, like people would say that to me and then my brain would be like, there's nothing different about me. <laughs> like, I am, I feel like I'm just 
very normal, right? Like there's just this, I would just like, my brain would kind of be like, I'm a mom, I'm a wife. I don't know. Like there's nothing really different about me. So if your brain is immediately going to that place, that isn't true, first of all. And when I say something different, knowing your special sauce, it doesn't mean that like it's something no one else has or no one else is talking about. I just want you being really familiar with what that is and going all in on that. So for example, the way that I roll in my business, my kind of special sauce is that I'm really good at giving people like, I give people just like, (laughs) this is what they tell me, the most loving kick in the ass they've ever had, right? People used to tell me that in my yoga classes as well. Like, that was the most loving kick in the ass I've ever had. (laughs) So I have this great ability of being able to like snuff out and see what's happening in their mindset, reflect it back to them, give space, project it back to them. I'm a projector. But with so much love, with so much like love for the growth that they want to create and where they're going, that it's like that it just lands for my clients, right? I also go all in on simplicity and like, building a simple business that is absolutely profitable, but we get this message that it's so complicated and that we, I don't know, like, and I am just like not here for that. I am all about simplicity and helping you create a business that's simple because when it's simple, it's sustainable. And when it's sustainable, you're going to want to show up in it every day. Overcomplication, just the wheels fall off. And so When I think about my special sauce, that's really what I think about are are those kinds of things. And so get familiar. They can also be things that like are special ways that you work with clients that help them create results, right? One of the other things, one of the other pieces of like my my special sauce that I love to get into is strategy and, and mindset. I just dropped a training in the client portal for my clients all around buyer and sales psychology. And one of the things that I talk about in there is like the science behind what I'm teaching them in that class, because I want them to know like, hey, this is going to help you sell easier, but also the mindset behind it, right? So there's the strategic side of like, hey, these things are proven. These are things that work. And then there's also this beautiful, like a big part of you building your business, a big part of you hitting goals and creating things and results in your business is, is your mindset. Like, I don't care what industry you're in. It's just a piece that you're not going to, you're not going to be able to out strategize a crappy mindset. And so I love to talk about those two pieces. And that's something that I really embrace. I love to give my clients strategy inside their business. I think you do need to know, like, what do I need to be posting on social media? And that was like not direction that I got early in my business and I wished I would have had. And so I really created the type of program and coaching container that I wish I would have had that early in my business. I don't tell my clients what to do, but I absolutely will share, hey, this is what I've seen that's worked and I'm fully available for us to find a way forward, but this is what I have seen that works. And you can try that out and we can also find something that works for you. But like for me, what I could see is like there's some sacredness to throwing spaghetti at the wall in the beginning. But at some point, 
You do need help, like with someone being like, hey, try this and see if that works. That is the way that I coach. And that's the experience that I want to provide for my clients. So I feel like it is definitely part like consulting mentor and also like coaching their brain and helping them like really create the neural pathways that they need to get in line with where they want to go. So brand voice, I went off on a little a little side rant there, but like branding voice, authenticity, those things are not going out. Those things, if anything, I feel like are going to increase. What also I have seen the reemergence of that has never gone away for me, but I know for some some people and maybe for you, it was something that you were like, yeah, I don't want to do this anymore, but consult calls, discovery calls. I've seen a reemergence of people doing those. More of those are happening than I've seen, right? What I noticed is it was like people felt like they had arrived when they no longer had to do consult calls with people. And for me, I just was like, I don't know. I want to talk to people to make sure that like it's a good fit for me and it's a good fit for them. And like that they feel comfortable coming into this container. Like, I don't know. For me, it just never went out of style. I'm always up for hopping on and having a chat with someone. And I think what we're seeing is like people are, I think there's been a little bit of humble pie, especially in the in the coaching industry that has been like kind of delegated out. And I think what we need, we just don't need to be above doing this work. I mean, honestly and truly, that's what I just keep coming back to. It's like, we're just never above this. We're in the business of serving people. And anytime we let ego come in and be like, yeah, I don't have to do that anymore. That's baby coach stuff. It's just, I don't know. I just see that as ego. Like I serve people. I am here to serve women through my work, through my coaching. And any way that I can do that, I am, I'm totally up for. So for me, that never went away. I've seen it just kind of coming back on the scene where People are just like discovery calls are it. Even like Facebook ads that are leading to a high ticket container that are leading to a consult call and then more of a high ticket one-on-one container. That's what I'm seeing as well. That's also happening. The other thing that I want to just shed some light on is that, I don't know, a lot of the like talk I've seen in the online space is like, oh, people aren't buying anymore. They're not, nobody's buying. Like there's just this people aren't buying, nobody's buying coaching anymore. Like it's that. It's this kind of panicked um, messaging. And we obviously don't want to stick our head in the sand around what what is happening in the online space. And I don't think it's happening just for coaches in the coaching industry. But also, I just want you to be really mindful of how much of that you're taking in and how much of that you're really allowing to either take you off course, have you kind of lean back in your business and you're not selling as much as you need to, want to, like how much of that story are you really letting kind of perpetuate under earning and underperforming in your business? And just be really onto it because the truth is you get to decide what kind of mindset you want to move forward with. I personally have been really leaning into like I'm in the middle of my best and most expansive year in so many ways, like in my personal life and also in my business. But I've just been really aware of how much of that noise and negativity that is coming in and counteracting it with also my own story and how I wanted 
think and decide. I think what's happening in the coaching industry is a lot is being revealed. A lot of icky stuff that was happening in in our industry is like, it's getting some light. And that's not a bad thing. Like, I personally feel like it's a great thing. And you just get to decide. But I think buying into the panic and all of the narrative that like nobody is buying right now is just a story truly that's not going to help you. It's going to have you leaning back in your business. And I noticed it in my brain wanting to kind of creep in. And I immediately felt like I was suddenly in this place of pressing the gas and the brake at the same time. It felt very conflicting. And so I really had to decide for myself what I want to believe about what's happening in my industry and the story that is going to fuel me not buying into like, everything that everyone is saying, and also not ignoring it either. Because I think it is important to question. It is important to look and not stick your head in the sand. It's like, are people buying? Hell yes, people are buying. Are they buying differently than they were? Yes, they are. Because here's what's happening is buyer behavior is evolving, right? Consumers are smarter. They are a little more skeptical than they've ever been. And that's probably not going to change, which is honestly why I decided to do a buyer and sales psychology masterclass for my clients, because I want them to feel on top of these things, on top of like, hey, this is what's going on in the in the marketplace. This is what I've been seeing. This is what I've been hearing from my mentors. It's also stuff I've been just like noticing. And I want you to be on top of it. And also just know, here's the the tried and true like, things that have always worked in marketing and that probably always will because this is just part of the way that we are wired as humans, right? People are buying. They're just buying in a different way. And again, I feel like this kind of comes back to brand voice. It comes back to you really strengthening your personal brand and seeing what your special sauce is and talking about that and embodying that like over and over and over again. Telling your story, right? Like really going into the pieces that just have never gone out of style. They are just timeless pieces of building a business that are just not going away anytime soon. But I think one of the things that has has really gone out of style that I thought was so funny, and I actually did a reel on this because I was like, actually, this has never been in style for me. None of these things. But I kept seeing people talk about like, oh, these are the outs for talking down to your audience, right? Having content that like, talks down to them and triggers them and makes them feel terrible. Yeah. And I was just like, you know, I've just, I don't buy into like, we have to make our clients feel like crap in order for them to buy from us. In fact, what I have experienced is that when you do that in your messaging is that you actually call in a disempowered client. You actually call in a client that's like, I need you to fix me. I need you to fix my business, for example. And then if you don't, they're they are like upset. They aren't happy. And it's just like, that is not the kind of client that I want to call in. And so for me, it's like, oh, no, that that is just me tethering to my non-best client. And I'm out on that. But it was just so funny. Like I saw these so many people that I love and look up to were talking about some of the ins and outs and some of the things that were out. And that was that was one of them. It was like being nasty in your in your content and talking down to your audience and to, you know, pointing out all the pain points and and all that. And I'm like, there's a way to there is a way to speak into pain points 
that doesn't have to feel crappy. I'm not saying that you don't have some spicy content every now and then because I think that is good. But I always think about the energy from which things are coming from. And like that matters so much. It doesn't mean that you can't say hard things. You've got to say hard things, especially if you're a coach. You've got to point out things. But just notice where you're coming from in those posts. And, you know, you can totally say some hard things and know that like, for me, it's always like, how is this person going to leave this post? Are they going to leave it feeling uplifted? Or are they going to leave it feeling like crap, like triggered, feeling shame and guilt? Or are they going to leave it being like, yeah, I see that in myself and I'm empowered. I'm ready to change it. You know, that's the subtle differentiator for me. And it's, I'm always checking in with like, where am I coming from? Am I like angry? And am I trying to like, Am I coming from a scarcity mindset or is this coming from a place of like genuine love for my people? And hey, I got to come with my mama bear energy and point this out, just like I have to do with my boys sometimes, right? It's like, I got to say this. And I also have to have it said to me sometimes because it's, it is sometimes the, the medicine that we absolutely need, right? So I'm not saying you don't be spicy in your content or you don't be polarizing, I think the the trend of just really being triggering and making people feel terrible, which I was just never, never a fan of that kind of marketing. It's not the way that I want to be marketed to. And it's not the way that I want to market to, to you all and my audience. So anyway, that's apparently out, which <laughs> for some of you, maybe you're like, yeah, that was never in for me anyway. So I'm good on that. One of the things that I think is really going to help you moving into to 2024 and really embracing the ins and outs and everything that's kind of happening in the digital space, the online space, is really embracing a CEO mentality. And this is something that I'm really going deep in into inside the mastermind and with with all my clients. It's we are building businesses. We've got to be okay with some changes, right? We've got to be able to embrace that. We've got to embrace what's happening in marketing. We've got to be embracing, you know, what's happening and be adaptable. Like I shared with you in the beginning of this episode, one of my words this year is innovation, being innovative. And I've really I've put myself in places and like different memberships where I feel like the person I'm I'm in those spaces with is is innovative. They are like forward thinking and those are the types of brains and minds I want to be around because I know that I'm kind of slow to adopt as far as tech is concerned and I don't want to be that way. I really want to be a little bit I want to feel like I am at the front and really listening and watching. And so innovation and just being a CEO is about being adaptable. It is about like, you know, being willing to see what's happening and not that you have to follow everything that's coming out. I'm not saying that at all. I think the best thing to do, honestly, that has served me a lot is just like, I I want to I want to educate my first self first. I want to see what's happening and then I can choose for myself and kind of feel my way into it. But change is constant. Right. And so I think really the way that you're going to grow in 2024 is, is really by a couple of things. I think it is hard thinking. And when I say, or, or rather not hard, but focused thinking, it's probably the better word for this focused thinking. And then just like doing the work, right? You want to have a healthy business when times are tough and then 
when times are easier, you're going to have a skyrocketing business. So if you feel like you've been coasting or you've abandoned some of the things that really got you to where you are, then I want to like invite you back into having like focused thinking and being willing to do the work. Now, what I'm not saying, please hear me, because I know some of y'all are very good (laughs) in your A-line and you immediately, you like throw yourself into this hustle place. I am not saying that, right? Heart is in, hustle is out, 100%, okay? Really hear me on that. But I am saying when you do show up in your business, when you do show up to your calls, when you do show up with clients, that you are fully there. And you are, when you're creating content, you are in focused thinking and you are intentional and you are doing some of the things that you're telling your clients to do. If you've drifted away from some of those you want to drift back and you want to be in that, the walk and the talk. And you want to be, you know, really that embodying that example for them. But I think like all in all, it's just creating value too, because we can't ask people to believe more in us than we're believing in ourselves, right? We can't ask people to confirm that our offer is good by paying us if we're not believing that it's already good and that it's already worth buying and stepping into. So I think what I really want to leave you with with this episode is really just if you've abandoned some of the pieces that really created results for you, if you've subtly like leaned back or, you know, slipped out of integrity with the transformation and the work that you're talking about, one of the best things you can do right now is to just get right back in. And I don't want you to beat yourself up about that because we all do it. We're all going to do it because there's just certain pieces that we've automated. And I think going back to the basics is really kind of going back to people and being a people first person and being a real ass human, what I call a raw Just go out there and be a real person. Be willing to be a real ass human and let go of like needing things to, you know, result in some sort of monetary thing. When you do that, you're really reducing what it is you're here to do. You're really reducing your gifts. Every time you just think of it in a super transactional way, you're really under, you're really selling yourself short. Because the truth is, is it's not just about money. The business that you're creating, sure, that's a part of it, but that's not the full picture. And when we reduce everything to some sort of monetary transaction, it really cuts us short. And you're dramatically undercutting what it is that you're here to do when you do that. And I say that with passion and love because I have been there. And it is something we all slip into, but that is probably the thing I work on the most with all of my clients is that right there, really getting out of that transactional energy and really feeling connected in their content and and on social media in a way that genuinely feels like devotion. It genuinely feels like, I mean, I'm going to say it, y'all, but like social media as a spiritual practice, like I know that sounds crazy (laughs) and some of you aren't there yet, but I'm like, I have just a totally different relationship with social media because I think of it different. I'm thinking about all of you. I'm not thinking this is something I have to do to get clients. Like, So I think really that's what I want to leave you with is start thinking bigger 
Look at the trends. Look at what's happening in the online space. Don't put your head in the sand. And hopefully this episode has really helped you open your eyes. But at the end of the day, decide for yourself. Be mindful, right? Be mindful about what you're letting in and how you're reacting to it, okay? I love you. Have an amazing rest of the day, of the week. And we'll talk to you next week, okay? Love you. Mean it. Bye. Bye.